Hello, Open Your Hymnal listeners. We hope you are enjoying a peaceful Advent season. This is Zach Stahowski. And my name is Matt Reichert. We are excited to bring you our 2019 edition of the Open Your Hymnal Lessons and Carols. We want to thank all of our special guests for lending their voices. Information about the readings, our speakers, and the music used can be found at our website, openyourhymnal.com. As we close out 2019, we want to thank all of our podcast guests, the music publishers, all who have lent their voices to our episodes, and of course, all of you who listen and follow us on social media. Matt and I hope you all have a blessed Christmas and a peaceful New Year. Our first lesson comes from a blog post by Nadia Boltz-Weber called, So Are You Ready for Christmas? It's read by Meredith Augustine. People keep asking me this question. So, are you ready for Christmas? What does this mean exactly? It could mean, So, have you exchanged bits of paper and metal and plastic? for other bits of paper and metal and plastic, and then wrap the new paper and metal and plastic in colored paper, mark them with the names of your family members, and put them under a tree, which has been cut down from where it grows, but now stands in your home. Or does the question, so are you ready for Christmas, mean, so, Are you fully prepared to receive the one who brings God to humans and humans to God by being both human and God? The answer to the first is no. I haven't had time. The answer to the second is I'm not sure I really can be. Am I prepared for the coming of Christ into the world? No. Am I ready? Absolutely. Some things we were never prepared for. I think prepared implies that I am aware of what will happen and know how to deal with it all. Seriously, I have no idea what will happen, which is as exciting as it is terrifying. I'm ready for Christmas because after this season of Advent, I really need to hear the story of Christ's birth again. I need to hear about how God enters fully into the muck of our existence, and brings new life. I'm ready for that because I know that I need it.
Our second lesson is a poem called Advent. It is written and read by Rory Cooney. Shock and aftershock. Eruption and quiet. November's word storms, downpour of images, now quiescent. December 1. The humid respite after coupling, acrid silence after gunshot, there's a rest after all creation. The artist, even God, uses self up, and there must be time to collect, gather strength, sinew, a seventh day. When the metaphors crawl, when the well is more stingy, though the arm toil no less at the pump, the heart darkens again with amethyst wonder. Will the muse sleep here again? Will meaning vibrate again between touch and color? The sound of things wriggling carelessly into words, representing life's agony and elation, only like costumes, children on Halloween, or rarely transparent actors. Nothing is enough. Neither the typhoon nor its eye, nor the chase, nor embrace. But better these ink-stained knuckles, blank paper, the haunted sleep of the watchman, the ache of a lover waiting a word, than the awful silence after applause, the viscous glop of time while things grow.
Our third lesson is an excerpt from *The Violence of Love* by Saint Oscar Romero. The Spanish is read by Jaime Cortez, and the English by Kate Williams. El Adviento debía de llamarnos la atención para descubrir en cada hermano que saludamos, en cada amigo al que le damos la mano, en cada mendigo que me pide pan. En cada obrero que quiere usar el derecho de organización en un sindicato, en cada campesino que va buscando trabajo en los cafetales, el rostro de Cristo. Advent should admonish us to discover in each brother or sister that we greet, in each friend whose hand we shake, in each beggar who asks for bread, in each worker who wants to use the right to join a union, in each peasant. Who looks for work in the coffee groves? The face of Christ. No sería capaz de robarle. Then it would not be possible to rob them. De engañarle. To cheat them. De negarle sus derechos. To deny them their rights. Es Cristo y todo lo que haga con él, Cristo lo tomará como hecho a él. They are Christ, and whatever is done to them. Christ will take as done to Himself. Este es el Adviento. This is what Advent is. Cristo que vive entre nosotros. Christ living among us. What have we done for the poor ones, the cold ones, the ones who seek shelter among us, beside us, God's chosen people?
forgiveness, God's chosen people, blessed and holy. What have we done for the prisoner here in our Die.
Oh uh-huh.
Our fourth lesson is a reflection called Nothing is Impossible with God, written and read by David Haas. Help us, O God, to remember that nothing is impossible with you. We try to be open to your will. We know deep down that you are in charge and we are not. Help us, O God, to remember that nothing is impossible with you. Still, we are often afraid to surrender to your path, afraid of what you might ask of us. We fear your requests will be too hard, mountains too steep to climb. Help us, O God, to remember that nothing is impossible with you. We forget that Mary was a mere teenager. We forget that she was poor and that her faith-filled yes came from a place of humility and trust. Help us, O God, to remember that nothing is impossible with you. Sing out my soul, for God has raised and blessed me, and looked on me with kindly loving eyes. A servant lowly, yet am I beloved. This mighty
The fifth lesson is from a blog post by Rachel Held Evans. It is read by Bex Gaunt. The whole story of Advent is the story of how God can't be kept out. God is present. God is with us. God shows up, not with a parade, but with the whimper of a baby. Not among the powerful, but among the marginalized. Not to the demanding, but to the humble. From Advent to Easter, the story of Jesus should teach us that God doesn't need a mention in our pledge or on our money or over the loudspeaker at the mall to be present. And when we fight like spoiled children to keep God in those things, we are fighting for idols. We're chasing wind. We would do well this time of year to remember the words of the Apostle Paul from Philippians 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. within a stable the only space where they could spend the night were other travelers happy to be able to keep her labor out of mind and sight but choirs of among the outcasts at his birth. 
warned him so his family could flee as they escaped King Herod's evil scheme the Son of God became a Stories never to be
The sixth lesson is an excerpt from *The Monastic Way* by Sister Joan Chittister. It's called *The Implications of Christmas*. It is read here by Carol Browning. It's so easy to get caught up in the magnificence of Jesus, and so miss the simplicity of Jesus, the normalcy of Jesus. The invisibility of the Jesus who lives almost totally unseen, unheralded for the first 30 years of his life, just like us. The implications of that reality, especially at a time like Christmas, with all the gifts and glitter, all the great Christmas icons and triumphant hymns, turn real life upside down. There weren't any trumpets. The night was quiet and dark as pitch. No heavenly choir sang. It was a moment of crisis, of abandonment, of loss, of total dependence for this little family. They knew too much of what the families of the world know yet, in fact. This was a refugee family. They were homeless. In a highly communal society, their survival depended on the hospitality and support of strangers. That's the real story. Where has it been for so long? Maybe we've never wanted to face the implications of this birth, its social status, its neediness. Maybe it has been so well masked that we have never realized the demands it makes on us. It has implications for now, for the world we're in, where we ourselves are turning refugees away so we can be First. first in wealth, first in power, first in prominence, first in isolation from the racial reality of the rest of the world, from the pain of all of it. Isn't it time to grow beyond the fairy tale spirituality? and face our own part in the drama? Aren't we the missing people in the Christmas freeze, the people absent from the baker's birth, the real deciders of what this birth will bring, at least in our own time? Now, isn't it time to realize that this birth is meant to change us all, to make us the bringers of a Merry Christmas to others?
The final lesson, Now the Work of Christmas Begins, by Howard Thurman, is read by Audrey and Claire Reichert. When the song of angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart.
Thank you for listening to Open Your Hymnal, and special thanks to all of our readers for helping with this episode. For more information about the songs you heard, our speakers, and the readings, links to purchase this music, and additional resources can be found at our website, OpenYourHymnal.com. Production assistance and support for this episode was provided by GIA Publications and OCP. Be sure to follow Open Your Hymnal on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you haven't yet, you can subscribe to this podcast through iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. For Open Your Hymnal, I'm Zach Stahowski. And I'm Matt Reichert. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Open Your Hymnal. All content of this episode is property of Look Up Here Productions or its content suppliers and is protected by United States and international copyright law. For more information about this show and its use, please visit OpenYourHymnal.com. Open Your Hymnal.